Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift, drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is the Ride with Royces. An hour and a half version. Uh, we're having the. We're going to the Big Ten basketball tournament at 5:30. Ohio State and Penn State. Uh, Fats Domino, today's uh, musical guest. Now we did a tribute to Fats earlier this week. Uh, and uh, we kind of uh, have to uh, run through it today because it's a short show. So we won't give you the uh, whole rundown on Fats. Just tell you this. One of the great uh, voices of all time. New Orleans guy through and through. And uh, one of the great things we learned about him uh, when we were talking about him earlier this week was... Basically, in the late 1980s, he said, to hell with it, I'm not leaving New Orleans. He wouldn't even go get a Freedom Medal from uh, Bill Clinton in 1998. He just stayed in the Ninth Ward of New Orleans. You know what he did? He checked out. (laughs) He did. Now, I told you, though, he'd play at some of the local clubs, and he had a long pink Cadillac that he drove up there. But we'll play a little Fats for you today. Fats Domino, man, you don't get any better than that. I can't tell you what I'd pay to have walked into a club, one of those dingy clubs in New Orleans, and had Fats on the piano. That would have been fantastic. All right, last night... Uh, the Wolves, a lot of angst I uh, saw on the uh, on the twi- Twitter land last night. And uh, the Wolves uh, had a decent lead against Portland, uh, but you never really thought they were going to win the game. Did you, folks? They weren't going to win that game, especially when Taj Gibson had to leave the game in the third quarter. Uh, what did he do, Manny? Hip? Some hip? I think it was a hip, something like and that. They, they yeah. say he's uh, questionable for this evening, so he's probably not going to play. So now you're down to seven guys. <laughs> they called up Justin Patton today because they let Shabazz go uh, uh, yesterday, and they called up Justin Patton. They still haven't added a player. I was looking at the guy that the Bru- uh, that the Bucks got rid of, Sean Kilpatrick, mm-hmm. uh, they, to make room for Shabazz, and. You know, there was a point where people thought he was a decent offensive player, but then I saw he's rated as one of the worst defensive players in the league. So that's that's <laughs> that probably fly not, with Tibbs. That's probably well. Plus, that's probably not something this team needs. Huh? Another bad defender. So yeah, I, I don't know what those. I don't know what they're going to do. But what are they waiting for here? They will have after tonight. They'll only have 16 games left. Even uh, if Butler is going to be back uh, within a month. 
you, you need another body in here. You can't, uh, you know, because if something happens like happened last night, Taj Gibson gets hurt, you can't play with seven guys. So, I missed uh, the part of them waving Shabazz Muhammad. I did not see yeah, that they, last they night. Reached, they reached a buyout with him yesterday. Yeah, and, and they him and... signed with the Bucks. They couldn't even gonna... get a second-round pick for him? Because I mean, he no, was making no, nothing. No, no. no they well, were. This, this yesterday was, what, the deadline for getting rid of these guys oh, and, okay. and then uh, have them picked up by other teams. But and then the, pro- the problem with Shabazz, too, is he has a player option for next year. Oh, okay. And so you're not really you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody that's going to want to take. Okay, not that not only extra just year. this year, but next he year too. A, yeah, Got it's a it. player option for next year. Which, but it's it's for a league minimum, I think. Yeah, but if it, it's one of those things where if you're if you're trading for Shabazz and then you get to the end of the season, you realize, yeah, we don't want this guy, but then he has a player yeah. option, and then you're stuck with him, or you have yeah, to buy him. Yeah, well, out. yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're the way you're using him, you're better off with Emil Jefferson or somebody, you know, anybody. Yeah. Any one of they got in the D League than this, but uh, was he the draft uh, before the Wiggins and Levine draft? Shabazz, he and, he and Shabazz, Gorgie and Gorgie, right? Shabazz yes. and Gorgie, okay. yeah. That was Giannis. Uh, Giannis was the one pick mm-hmm. right after. Shabazz. Oh my God! And the worst <laughs> oh. to me that that's bad, but the worst. I mean, long term, that was the worst thing about it is they didn't take Giannis, but. I've, I've said this before. What's this team need more than anything? Three-point shooter. shooter. yeah. What every projection had, okay, the guy still on the board that the Wolves had to take was C.J. McCollum. Uh, the guy's out in Portland. Now he got hurt right away, missed some time. Had a broken foot, yeah. But I'd like to. I'd like this team a whole lot better if they had C.J. McCollum shooting three pointers. I'll tell you that. So, uh, uh, flip outsmarted himself on that one. That's by uh, making that trade instead of not just uh, he, he. He took Trey Burke, and then so then they got a couple of draft picks, fourteen. And, and you remember, everybody wanted Trey. Every you know, most Wolves fans they wanted Trey Burke because after Burke that, had run, that, with that run with Michigan, Michigan, yeah. the yeah. NCAA final, yeah. But he was right about Levine. Flip was. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he, he was, was yeah. criticized about that. But I remember Pat, you might have even wrote this, but I remember him saying specifically, "We're going for the home run, not the double." Yeah, with oh, Levine, yeah. and I, I kind of agreed with that one, but I, uh, I, I just don't know why he talked himself out of McCollum. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're right. Shooters are, uh, although even three years ago, right? Three? When was that? Three or four years ago, man? When? When was it? Yeah, before Shabazz. Right? Four years ago. Shabazz and Gorgie were twenty. The league was uh, not twenty thirteen. The league was not as crazy three pointer as it is now. Mm-hmm. You, the, the I mean, it was getting there, but it was not. You have to shoot the three yet in right. two thousand thirteen. Because at that time, it, it was at that time it was like LeBron and the Miami Heat had kind of yes. started to. Established a three-point shot with like Battier and Mike Miller, and but it all wasn't Houston jacking up sixty a night, right? Exactly. <laughs> Even the Warriors weren't. I mean, Steph was shooting and everything, and Clay was, but they weren't <clears throat> shooting threes at the rate that they are now. Uh, two things: a, if the game was uh, five years ago, what it is today, uh, McCollum wouldn't have been available with the ninth pick, and if he was, uh, right. I, I don't think Flip would Giannis have wouldn't have been available so. after no. Chavez either. <laughs> no, no. So, anywho, and the Wild oh, uh, lose to. It's always fun, though. Let's face it. Deep in our hearts, we like to see him lose a game like this. Well, yeah, because we want to see Judd's head explode. Judd, get upset. (laughs) Judd, they just won five in a row. They played great. They lose a road game. It's a road game. 
It's a road game, and he's he's all trauma, traumatized. But uh, it's, uh, it's you, so that's good. Watching that game though last night, Pat, it is amazing how Arizona they're, they're they're one of the worst franchises currently in the NHL, but. They've just got a bunch of kids who have their hair on fire, and they are flying after every puck because they know they half of them aren't going to be in the league in three years. But it is amazing to watch a collection like that play against a team that's going to go to the playoffs in the Wild. And you just got the sense because they were they, the Wild were outplaying them the first two periods, but they just kept it was only one to nothing. You're like, why are they letting them hang around here? Let's let's go. Well, uh, yeah. Now they're they're at Colorado tonight. Colorado probably has to win that game. They're uh, trying to sneak into the playoffs. All right, hey, wait, Kendra. Wait, 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 what? wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, Harrigan and I, all morning long, blamed both you and Judd for that <laughs> despicable <laughs> loss last night. Yes. Okay. You know why? Because Why? yesterday, as guaranteed the victory, yeah, yeah, just as a, a little aside that was quiet and barely even noticeable, you mentioned that this game is well in hand. All I said was we'll have a six game winning streak after tonight, and we're blaming Judd because Judd's been really happy with the club. As of late. <laughs> yeah, that's no good, yeah, that's, we can't have that. That's no damn no, good. No, no, Judd's uh, Judd's only fun when they're losing. Did they yes. channel the old, did they channel Judd bot this morning? The uh, uh, did they talk to Judd Bot? Get his thoughts. I on, don't know uh, if they talked to the bot, but I got it. Said Judd was steaming angry, and it wasn't a bit. He was angry off the air. Yeah, eighty-two hockey games treated like sixteen football games. That's, That's great. Why I love them. <laughs> Kendra D. Saint Aubin is uh, the analyst for the United. The games can be heard on fifteen hundred ESPN. They start the season tomorrow night in San Jose. Tomorrow and. San Jose and Kendra will be with us when we get back. Phew, glad that's over. Kendra de St. Aubin does the analysis on the telecast for Minnesota United. Another season is upon us. The soccer season sneak up on us, Kendra. I cannot wait. I am so fired up. We are in San Jose right now. The team is right in front of me training out in the cold and rain in San Jose. But I am so fired up for this game tomorrow to get this season going. It's going to be fantastic. Hey, what's the weather forecast? The same. 50 degrees and raining. And the game's not until 7.30 p.m. Pacific. So temperature is going to plummet a little bit. It's kind of the worst. This is their, like, worst winter storm they've had so far this (laughs) winter. and, And we just happen to be here in the middle of it. So, and it, it, do I take it we have a grass field? Yep, grass field. I know they changed the turf a couple times here to make sure that it's the right turf. But, you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter uh, what kind of turf you have or cleats you're wearing. That When it's soaking wet and slippery, you're going to find a little bit of a little bit of slipping and sliding out there. But these guys are ready to play an opponent in a real game that counts. And I'm excited to see how the team is shaping up this season. Okay, uh what? Uh, who are the main acquisitions that we should be looking out for? Well, you know what? To be honest with you, with the, what you're going to want to be looking out for is the core group that's returning. I don't think they made as many acquisitions as they would have liked in the off season, but a big piece is going to be um, probably likely you're starting right back is Tyrone Mears. Um, he came over from Atlanta United. Prior to that, he was with Seattle when they won MLS Cup. He's 35 years old, but he's fantastic. He's played in the Premier League and 
in Europe and just one of those guys that gets it. He can overlap on the right, swing a nice ball into the box, um, get in on the attack and defensively just so sound and smart positionally. But from a, a, a just a core group returning right up the middle of the field, I think that's where the bread and butter is going to be for Minnesota United, whether it's a Budenlati or Christian Ramirez up top or, you know, of course you've got Ibsen in the midfield and Kevin Molino and uh, Ethan Finley on the wing. And there's all these pieces that are going to be returning that you really saw clicking at the end of last season that are going to make a big difference. Uh, Don Lottie, uh, mm-hmm. what's, uh, what's the, uh, can you see a more mature player already? More mature player night and day from when he came in last season, but that's to be expected even just by the end of last season. He came in incredibly fit and much stronger. I haven't asked him exactly what his off-season workout was, but he just looks so fit and strong. It looks like he put on some weight, just some solid muscle. Um, you know, he, he struggled a bit with injuries when he came in last year, but they really got him under control as far as the training staff and the medical staff and developed a, a good workout for him. And that's why we saw at the end of the season how good he is really going to be and how good he can be. He was second in the rookie of the year voting and had some ridiculous goals at the end of the season. Um, I expect double digit goals easily out of him this year, again, out of Christian Ramirez. And they need Kevin Molino to be in double-digit scoring as well to really boost this team where it needs to be. Uh, Kendra, uh, so there are th- uh, three draft choices, college draft choices, yes. just like Dunlotti was last year. Yes. Uh, who might play, uh, who might we actually see on uh, the pitch uh, from that three- trio in the next early in the season? Well, you know, I think some of it is just going to depend on what's going on with other players. All three of the players that they got in that first round are a win in my book. I mean, they killed the draft. I mean, a lot of people, you know, pundits were rating the Minnesota United draft an A-plus, and they did. They absolutely crushed it. They got Mason Toy, who's a generation Adidas forward, a 19-year-old out of Indiana University. They got um, Wyatt Omsberg, and they've got uh, Carter Manley. So those two guys are defenders. One's an outside back and one's a center back. And they're just all incredibly smart, incredibly athletic. They want to learn. You could see any one of those three at any point in the season. And some of it will depend on, let's not forget, you know, you've got a a player like Francisco Calvo who's going to be gone for some time for international duty with the World Cup this summer, which is a huge shout-out to uh, Minnesota United having a player of World Cup caliber like Costa Rica, like Calvo, on their roster. Um, So, you know, that's where Omsberg could possibly step in and play center back if he needed to. He's smart, he's young, he's athletic, and then Carter Manley on the outside. And Mason Toy is going to have his work cut out for him because you've got Christian Ramirez and Abu Dinlani sitting in front of you in that target role. But if you want a forward to learn, you want him to be under Adrian Heath because that is his bread and butter, is teaching those forwards how to learn, how to attack. We saw what he did last year with those same two forwards. So Mason Toy is in good hands. And the good news is we won't lose any of our American players to the U.S. team in the World Cup this year. (laughs) That's true. That's true. We won't lose any American players. A cheap shot that I could not pass. Did not qualify with the World Cup. So I could not pass on that cheap shot. I am sorry. Hey, you know what? That's that's okay. That's okay. We're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna adopt Costa Rica this summer as our team in the World Cup because they absolutely killed it in Concacaf. They're representing. 
our region in the World Cup, and we've got Francisco Calvo. So how can we all not cheer for Costa Rica in the World Cup this summer? Hey, Kendra, what is a Generation Adidas uh, player? What is that? So basically what? a Generation Adidas player is someone who has come, has signed basically when they're in high school, and so their salary hits. It doesn't actually hit the team. It hits differently. So it doesn't count against the salary cap for Minnesota United when you sign a Generation Adidas player. So it's actually kind of a unique situation in which you can sign this player. They're automatically signed. They're under contract. And, and it doesn't affect your, your roster, your salary. And they sign at a young age um, when they come out of, out of high school. And I believe Jamie Watson might have even been, our very own Jamie Watson might have been a generation Adidas player as well when he came out. There's How many... so many rules for the MLS rosters. It's so confusing. You know, if you <laughs> ask me everything about the roster, I would not be able to tell you without reading it off the sheet because there's a lot of different rules on the different pieces of an MLS roster. It's very confusing. I think they do that on purpose so we don't actually know what's going on. And your season starts, and you're still out looking for players, basically, right? And there's periods in the summer when yep. you add people and get rid of people. And uh, uh, it, it is certainly an adjustment uh, to actually have a league and uh, try to follow the, the various times that they move talent around. Exactly. It is a little bit confusing in that sense because you have these international transfer windows, and a lot of them correspond with other leagues around the world. So soccer is different in that sense compared to other professional sports. So the transfer window, um, you know, is still ongoing. But there's so there's opportunities. Minnesota United is always looking. I mean, Manny Lagos and Amos McGee and the entire staff are always keeping their eyes and ears peeled for what's available out there and and who can they um, make acquisitions for. And then there's another transfer window that goes on in the midst of summer as well. And that's when we saw some players come in last year, um, like a Sam Nicholson and some other. Players, you know, you had Michael Boxel. So um, there's constant movement throughout the season for Minnesota United and for MLS clubs when they're looking for talent. It's not one of those things where you just have one trade window come up like so many teams or so many leagues have. Everyone knows when the trade window is for NHL and NFL and MLB, but uh, soccer and MLS is a little bit different in that regard. Uh, Kendra, uh, goalie, the same situation, same goalies? Actually, no. We got Matt Lampson in here as well, so some competition. Bobby Shuttleworth, I'm guessing it's his his job to lose. Um, we all saw him play and save the team on multiple occasions last year. He was fantastic, you know, in, in between the pipes. But they got Matt Lampson from Chicago in part of one of their deals in the draft where it was sort of a player to be named later, and he was it. And he is a starting caliber quality goalkeeper a veteran in this league. And um, so, you know, competition is always good. I think competition breeds greatness. Or it forces people to really step up their game and be on their game every second. So I think it's Bobby Shuttleworth's job to lose. But uh, Matt Lampson is a fantastic backup keeper, and, and we'll see how long he stays with the backup. It'll be interesting to see. Hey, Kendra, as far as uh, new, well-known players coming into the league uh, mm-hmm. here that uh, people might uh, be looking for on the schedule, who, who, who was that? Who came in the offseason? Well, I think it, what's interesting is it's going to be a lot about just the teams that entered. You had LAFC come and join the league, which was a big plus. Um, Bob Bradley is a former men's national team coach. He coached mm-hmm. Chicago um, to an MLS Cup team. He's the guy that went over and screwed up my Swans, though, right? Didn't he get fired <laughs> in about five games over there with Swansea City? I think he got oh, fired. Oh, yeah. Yes, you yeah. know what? He has bounced around a bit, and that is, <laughs> yeah, he has. He was over there. But he's back coaching LAFC this year, 
And um, so I think he's actually one of the biggest names that should take notice because of the kind of roster that he can put together and the kind of stamp he can put on a team. So they have a couple DPs, designated players that they have signed. But all over the league, it's just been a lot of movement, a lot of shifts amongst the players that were already in the league. Um, a couple big signings for some teams, but for the most part, it's going to be much of the same. You've got, you know, in Toronto, look at that core group. You've got Toronto with Josie Altador and Javinko and Michael Bradley. And Seattle, you still got Clint Dempsey and Jordan Morris, who just went out down with an ACL. But so a lot of these clubs still have the same big names coming back to participate. And then um, a lot of shuffling and movement within the league. Abarco is, uh, is one of the big names for Atlanta United. It was a record transfer fee um, that they paid for him. And he came over. He's a young kid. He's like 19 um, for Atlanta United. So keep an eye on him. He's out four to six weeks with a, an injury. But he's going to be one of those players that you're going to want to keep an eye on for Atlanta United, just adding a little bit more talent to that roster that they've already got going. Well, I hope the uh, numbers aren't covered with mud tomorrow so you guys uh, don't know uh, who's who uh, when you're out there uh, trying to analyze the game tomorrow. Well, you know, hopefully uh, we'll get our binoculars out there. We've got the Minnesota <laughs> roster memorized, so it's just the new additions for the Earthquakes because this is the last regular season game we played last year. It was right here in this very stadium. So we're excited to get it going and excited to get you out to a game and wearing your scarf. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that slogan they came up with that just to agitate me, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Kendra, thanks uh, for your time, and have a good uh, have a good opener. All right, great, thank you. All right, uh, Kendra D. St. Aubin, and she's very positive about our loons, who can be heard right here on 1500 ESPN starting tomorrow. What time are we dropping the puck? Do you know, guys? That is a... Um... That's a great question. Look and at I am the gonna go. I'm schedule. going to it's the a, schedule. It's it's a West Coast, or I think it's 9.30. We it's are going to be dropping the puck at 9 o'clock will be the pre-match. Wow. 9.30 okay. kickoff at San Jose, sir. All right. And uh, we'll be debuting Dan Terhar as the play-by-play guy on radio, too. That'll be great. All right. We shall return. Uh, today's musical guest is kind of a short uh, show, hour and a half, so uh, we, we threw Fats in there. And we were we were honoring Fats earlier this week uh, uh, when we, I believe it was his birthday, right? right. Uh, He's got uh, like no two songs, grade. doesn't he? No, he's oh, just playing oh, no. the same no, two over and over. John just threw something I'm going to come through this phone and beat you up. I just threw a couple things at him, Patrick. Okay. Good thing Fats. they're not knives. I'd have one stuck in my head. <laughs> Kenny, I'm going to do like J.R. Smith and throw, throw a bowl of soup at you. <laughs> you know what his first great big hit was in 1949, Kenny? Uh, the Twist, followed no. by oh, The Twist. Fat Man, you know what? God. <laughs> His first song was Fat Man. John, stop throwing stuff. Okay. Yes. Kenny, do you no, want to know what his second song was? The, the Twist? Tubby. <laughs> I want you. Tubby, I want you. Tubby, I want you. Chubby Checker. Oh, Fat's Domino. I have to I'm leaving. Chubby. Oh, my God. You know what Sid would I'm gonna say? I'm going to come over there. Chubby Checker could not carry Fats Domino's jockstrap. That's, That's true. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. old people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. God, I hate Kenny. Yeah. You know, me it's too, easy. John. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy to do that. You know? yeah. uh, no, uh, Kenny, your line's supposed to be not as much as I do. 
<laughs> Here is John Height with his, his only sports update. That's right. Show. Yes. Thank you, Patrick. Well, you'll have one at five o'clock. Five o'clock. I'll have an update. Yes. Yep. yes right. uh, this those is... are, by the way, those have really sp- spruced up the show. Well, thank I'm you. Glad we have. Those. I appreciate yeah. that, Patrick. Yes. Yes. And I can tell you're enthused about them. This update sponsored. I <laughs> I have no problem with them. Okay. Although right. I did tell the boss today I, I have to stay for his five o'clock, and he thought perhaps you know I shouldn't be saying things like that. Because uh-huh. because we get to leave a little early today because of the big, yeah. oh, big sure. ten yeah. action. Yeah. John's here to spruce it up. I'm here to bring it back down. Let's <laughs> <laughs> lower the bar. Uh, this update sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. Uh, twins 2-1 to one winners today over Toronto. Eddie Rosario with a home run. Jake Odorizzi, 2-2 two two third hitless for the Twins. Struck out three in his Twins debut. Twins travel to play Toronto tomorrow. Wild lose last night to Arizona. They'll play the Avalanche in Colorado tonight. Timberwolves losers out on the West Coast last night to Portland. They'll play the Jazz in Utah tonight. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Wolves have called up three players. From the oh, they G called League. up. They called up all three of them. I knew they called up Patton. Yep. They, who else? Emil Jefferson and Anthony Brown. Okay, Anthony oh, Brown's supposed to be able to shoot. Let's get let's get him out there for eight minutes and see if he can make a three pointer. Who I else agree. did they get rid of besides uh, besides Shabazz? Well, they they were down. Well, they uh, had bad roster Gibson. spots open. Oh, yeah, they were down to twelve, and then Gibson's hurt, so that's <laughs> that's not good. Uh, go for women with a win over Iowa in the Big Ten tournament this afternoon. 90-89. to 89. Great defensive stand by the Ghosts in the last 10 seconds. How Iowa. many did Gustafsson end up getting 40, for Iowa? 48. 40, huh? 40, was it 48? 48 she oh, had. Yeah. She's 48. She's wow. She was the... They weren't... Iowa wasn't all that good, and she was the Big Ten player of the year, so she was... What is she? Uh, just a shooter of many or what? No, she's a post player. Dave. She okay. was getting everything inside. Okay. Uh, Carly well, Wagner had 27 for the Gulfs. Kanisha oh, Bell right. 26. They'll play. Former guest on the ride with Racy, <laughs> Carly Wagner. They'll play top seed at Ohio State in the semifinals on uh, tomorrow. I think this one guarantees they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, University of Minnesota men's hockey. What do you hockey. think about that prediction, Kenny? Uh, that was, uh, that was uh, what was that again? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do what now? You're supposed to say that means they're not going to make it when yeah, Pat yeah, predicted yeah, that. Yeah, I guess I wasn't oh. paying attention. <laughs> no, this is, this is after the fact I'm making this. That's prediction. true. Yes, after that is true. After they won. University of Minnesota men's hockey with a chance to save some face this weekend. They'll play a best of three series against Penn State. Uh, starts tonight. Uh, they also play tomorrow, and if necessary, they'll play game three. Uh, last week, you may remember. They Penn- got humiliated <laughs> yes. out there last week. Humiliated. Penn State beats the Gophers two in a row last week, and that cost the Gophers a chance to host the first round of the Big Ten tourney at 3M Arena, uh, needing just one point last week. What are those 1,200 people yeah. that were planning on going going to do now, then? <laughs> you instead uh, has to go back to Pennsylvania. Penn State draws uh, decent uh, crowds, I think. I was making fun of the Gopher crowd oh, that Gopher's would have went crowd. to the... Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Glenn Perkins was out at Surly Brewing today. Oh, I'm excited about this. They're, they're making a Perkins collaboration. Uh, a beer. Uh, it's not, Apparently, he made an IPA a couple years back that he considers a big hit and Surly got in touch and they wanted to collaborate on a beer. Let me say this right now. If yes. Perkins and Surly go on any other show to promote this beer first without <laughs> coming on the beer show, I will be personally offended. I'm kind of well, bummed yeah. out he didn't stop in because I've got a lot of barn talk I need to uh, I, do with yeah. him. 
I'm bummed out because he's having his retirement party this weekend, and I didn't get an invite. Oh. But then I'm in Florida, and he's in Minnesota. See, and he probably knew that. Sure. Otherwise, he probably would have had Uber pick me up. Where's the party? <laughs> There'll only be 30 barrels of this beer produced, by the way, oh, so it'll go fast. You should do that, Patrick. Make sure that you tell Sid that you were at the party. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got to oh, tell Sid you oh, were Oh, Sid, it was such a great time. That was Maxie's greatest thing. Every time he'd, he'd lay it, yeah, you know, I had dinner with him. And then Sid, the, then Sid couldn't think of anything else. But, you know, we'd be talking about something about sports, and he'd say, you went to that party? Where's the party? Where, where's the party? <laughs> he gets jealous over the dumbest things, oh, man. Maxie uh, was very underrated as a Sid agitator on that TV show. Now, remember, where's the party? No, we, there is no party, Sid. <laughs> remember, it's you guys that are jealous, Patrick. That's what Sid said That's in that right. article. Yeah, don't so. have a statue. That's right. <laughs> you guys are all jealous. <laughs> can we have a one final sports show, like a reunion? Are we coming up on any type of reunion where we can do one more? The special guest, Ryan Lamar, the uh, Twins outfielder. I told you that. He uh, yeah. he told me, I went to an interview the other day, hey, I know you. I saw you on that sports show when I was up visiting my wife's parents. So. <laughs> All right, uh, Johnny, uh, you take you you No, wait. You, I'll, you I'll can't back. take off now. You'll Not be yet. back with the 5 o'clock update. Okay. All right, uh, the Minnesota Twins tonight today uh, played a uh, group of Scrabinis who came down here from Toronto. They won two to one, but I think what you saw is the makings of the regular lineup. Uh, this is the first time we've seen it because uh, Logan Morrison. Had, this was the first game he had played. Now this is based on the fact that Miguel Sano is going to be starting the season with them, and nobody knows if that's true or not. And he has met with MLB, correct? He met with MLB four hours, apparently. Wow. He met with him. And then uh, there were reports or rumors that they were going to go back and talk to the uh, young woman again. But I don't believe there are any, you know, there's not, like, eyewitnesses to the incident. So now they have never suspended anybody on their, uh, you know, their sexual assault, uh, sexual hijinks, sexual whatever you want to call it, and domestic without a police without a police report previously, and there is no police report in this case. But then again, we have a whole new environment taking place in this country uh, since Harvey Weinstein. So uh, I don't know for maybe to I I don't know if a fine will do it or if their baseball feels like they're getting too much heat. That if if they choose to uh, believe Miguel Sano, and uh, I think the Twins are expecting a, a suspension of a short duration, not not mm -hmm. terribly long. Yeah. So anyway, here's the lineup today: Brian Dozier, uh, Joe Maurer, Miguel Sano, and then two straight lefties. And guess who's hitting fourth? Eddie Rosario. And Logan Morrison hitting fifth, Byron Buxton hitting sixth, Kepler hitting seventh, Jorge Polanco hitting eighth, and uh, today uh, Jason Castro was supposed to catch, but then he uh, had a migraine, so they uh, let one of the kids catch. And Garver, who uh, got the 
did something to his knee the other day in a rundown. Uh, I talked to him. He said he's fine. They had a little MRI. But uh, you got uh, five left-handed hitters in the uh, regular lineup when Castro's catching. <clears throat> and I, I actually wrote a column, which I guess the Star Tribune has already posted. It's in tomorrow's print. That uh, when they face a left-handed pitcher, especially a good one, there's no way they're going to have five lefties in a lineup. Mm -hmm. So Garver, Garver can play for Castro, probably, depending on who the pitcher is. But uh, I, I, I doubt if uh, you'll see Kepler... If if he doesn't if Kepler doesn't show more against left-handed pitching he's not gonna and here's what it looks like they're gonna do Adrianza is playing left field uh, they uh, Molitor I talked to Molitor today and he he feels okay with Adrianza playing left field even though Adrianza had never played in the outfield before last year. Uh, he played in 17 games. He started nine. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, what you can do is put him out in left field and put Rosario over and right, or you can just have him play once in a while for Rosario. But what they're going to try to do, they told Robbie Grossman on Tuesday that they, with Logan Morrison com coming in, he's got to make the team as a backup outfielder. And they're going to just, rather than have him play some left and some right, it seems like they're going to put him in right and let and hope that he can survive out there. Oh, my God. And, and then you could maybe wind up with a platoon. You know, he actually, in his younger days, he's only 28, played some center field. What? Robbie Grossman did? Center. Yes, he wow. played some center field. He was never known as a terrible outfielder. He just has not played well with the Twins. No, last year he but was I bad think, in the outfield. I think they felt like he had more misplays in left than in right. Mm -hmm. And uh, two years ago, he had a hell of a year batting right-handed. Last year he was a little better lefty than right-handed. I talked to him. He doesn't think there's much difference. But uh, I would guess if he sticks... Here's their choice. Uh, I can't. I can't believe they're going to keep Zach Granite because he's another left-handed hitter. Okay, they don't need a left-handed hitter. Plus, he's hitter a guy with options on the bench. Yeah. So, I, I would guess Grossman starts the year, and it, if if they don't see anything from Kepler against left-handers, they're probably going to have a platoon out there and see if Robbie can uh, and hold up defensively. Molitor did tell me today, he said you'd like to have a stronger arm in right field, but he thinks that Grossman can catch the ball out there. I think it's a pretty good idea with a guy like that to let him play a position and try to... And just leave him there? Try to, yeah, rather than say, okay, you're going to play left. I just can't get game. that image of him in Dodger Stadium out of my mind last year. And well, I know you're playing the Dodgers, but still, it was a it was a gong show with him out there. My God, it was bad. Yeah, and he'd never been uh, that bad an outfielder, but uh, he, he certainly hasn't played very well here. But again, you can't... You can't run five left-handed hitters out there. No, you can't. And, You're and, right. And if Kepler's going to hit 210 against lefties again or whatever it was, uh, you might end up with a platoon out there. Uh, but the bench, now Grossman I don't think is 100% to make the club. But if he does, your bench will be Adrianza, Grossman, Garver, and Eddie Escobar. Don't these guys but, like him, though, because he's an on-base machine? Grossman I'm talking about yeah, now? Yeah, but they do, but that is not – the trouble is – most of the time, 
what do you want off the bench? You want a guy who can either steal a base or hit or a home hit run. Or hit a home run, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But you can't keep Kenny Garber. With a four-man bench, you can't keep Kenny Vargas. No. Here, here's the other problem. Okay, you got Garber, you got Escobar, you got Adrianza, and you got Grossman. When they when they get to April 20th and they switch to 13 pitchers again, who goes? You know, I mean, Adrianza is a pretty good player. And, uh, you know, Escobar, of course, is a hell of a player. So they, I don't know how you play with a three-man bench, but uh, uh, maybe maybe they look to the future, decide they're going to have to cut the cord with Grossman sometime anyway and, and let him go. So I don't know. All right, we'll be back. This is The Ride with Racy. We will be right back with the Friday Fun Fest featuring the great Fats Domino. 